What a day, what a day. Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box, episode 27, which is killer for me. And then as I say that, I think about how many podcasts I listen to where they're celebrating episode 500, and now I feel small. We'll get there. So, we'll get there. Uh, I, I, I guess we'll aim for 500. Uh, the voice you heard over there is my wonderful co-host, Becky, with the good hair. Always. And the one remaining quiet, and uh, I think it's because he's teased us for a bit now that he's got a surprise. And even though we had a whole list of things that we wanted to go through, uh, Becky and I both agree that we need to know what the fuck the surprise is. So, uh, yes. hi, Brando. Hi, Becky. Hello. What's the surprise? Let's do this. Let's put the Patreon. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no. So, <laughs> a couple episodes ago, I told the story about the woman I met walking my dog, right? And just how yeah. weird and downhill yeah. that went. Uh-huh. Guess who I ran into today? Ooh. And? Where? Yeah. Dog just, walking? Yeah, just, just walking the dog. She just okay. parked her car. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Like, oh, hey. Refresh, refresh us about the original story. Nice girl. Had some substance issues. Offered me cocaine on the second date, but I was dumb and lonely and need of a lay, so I still tried to persevere. <laughs> um, she gave yeah. you some weak ass glug glugs yeah, for about thirty <laughs> seconds apiece before just giving it up. Um, oh, and then having a massive attitude change and swing and yeah. So now uh, I I I, uh, I I got her number again, and uh, I'm gonna see if she wants to hang out tomorrow. Because what the fuck, the podcast needs a good story, right? Yes, <laughs> this is so exciting. Oh, I can't she, she, she might have turned some things around. She put on a little weight, got a little uh, got a little fitness going on. Was, oh, very nice, very nice. Ooh. So, I got a sidetrack. So what are you got a sidetrack thing here. Oh, I don't know. Nothing fancy. Oh way to lean in (laughs) 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 uh okay so i'm not gonna work too hard on this okay i got enough other shit going on in my life man you are you are flashing all the sides of that man card i Um, like it i like it i agree with it (laughs) i am all for this Look at Becky coming in, being the more masculine of the two of us. Oh, that's what I should talk about is my marriage. That's good. Um, yeah, so thing that's crazy is that Brando is uh not a petite man. Brando, what what are your what are your dimensions here, right, man? You're like six three, right? Oh, with the hair right now, because I haven't had cut in a while. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so like six foot. I'm five, solid. I'm, I'm five foot eleven and a half, six foot one on tender. Uh, <laughs> solid to sixty five to seventy. Yeah, like you're you're a Tommy Bonds kind of guy. And, I mean, look, big guy, and the girls like that size. They've res- they respond to that. Your last like Tony Soprano had, size. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's a great comparison. That is a great comparison. And breathing hard now, I guess. Well, it's not. You got you know, to being able to like throw <laughs> that power around, right? Because like you know. Tony Soprano, man, he's a power figure, and the the ladies like that power, bro. Especially from those big frame dudes. Not Preach, Becky, come on. <laughs> no, I love that power. I just want my power throwing me against a wall. 
like a defensive end for a professional football team, maybe? Maybe. I mean, if we're going to get your drywall, Cam Jordan, come on down. <laughs> if he breaks the drywall, is that extra points or now are you pissed? No, that's extra Who's points. Who's fixing I can the drywall? Fix that shit. Okay. Uh, Charlie, okay. duh. <laughs> yeah. I was, <laughs> I was about to say, who's fixing the drywall? This matters to me. You're hired. <laughs> or if it was really memorable, get a giant frame and just frame the crack. Oh, hell Hate yes. It. Hell yes. So when I'm a 99 year old grandma, I can be like, hey, kids, remember this? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you remember this giant crack in the sh- You were conceived with that divot. Now, Brandis, oh. so you're. You got the the girl back. She you bumped you cross paths. I say I have the girl back, but well, to go out again is what your I'm saying. Your charm will probably pull her back in, and she'll be like, "Okay." Yeah. Okay. So you said you're not going to try that hard. You have no plans. No, no. I'm going to something together tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, look, dude. Congratulations! I can't wait for the story. I know. And, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, be careful. Be careful. The dog just now decides to start playing with the bone I bought her since we're recording. <laughs> yeah, if you call me at like three in the morning wanting to write a script, I'll know what's going on. Actually, I've already told my boss at the Sprocket Factory. Uh, I gave her the address and apartment number to send the cops to if I don't log into work Monday morning. <laughs> right. Dude, we'll come. We'll come find you. We'll make sure your dog's taken care of. I know some. Actually, she'll probably have the dog. No. We'll get the dog. So, okay. So we're already talking about dating and we were kind of tossing around the idea and it was instigated by you, Becky. Yes. So you were wondering if we were on any kind of dating show, go for it. Like, are are we, what, which one would we be on? Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. I was just curious because I love dating shows. I love all of them. I forever they be. like since you were a little kid you love dating shows yeah uh-huh I love singled out I loved Room and Raiders. we'll be back in two and two <laughs> I loved love connection and then like when Jenny Jones had the episodes where she like hooked people up like you know I have had a crush wow on this that's a name I haven't heard in a while Jenny Jones yeah I loved that show so yeah I love dating wow. shows wow why I don't I don't know Maybe it's like that, like, like dream of having like a, you know, like a fairy tale kind of almost. I know it's the not real deep date. inside. Yeah, that that perfect first date. Because I've never had. I'm not beyond that. It's I've sweet. never had a good date where I'm like, ugh. Becky, tell contestant number one what your idea of a perfect first date is. April 25th. Because it's not too hot and it's oh, not God too cold. It. I, just, I almost expected her to stop totally. Like, <laughs> Becky, please describe your perfect date. She's like, April 25th. <laughs> and you're like, what? You're like, yep, that's right. April 25th. Perfect. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so beautiful, perfect weather. What else? What? What? Okay, so April twenty fifth. No, I totally miss on. it. That was from Miss Congeniality. You don't remember that? Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh no, I, I did. I, I I remember that. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. I, oh I, no, shit. I, I got it. I'm the one who was out. I didn't remember a Sandra yeah. Bullock movie. Yeah. St- tail my steak. Ugh. Awful. Boo. I failed. Mm-mm. My idea. All right. Perfect so first for real. Date. For real. Hmm. I don't know because I've never been on one ideally come on what do you want your perfect first date to be 
with JJ Watt. Gaslighting the fuck what? out of us right now. You've never no. been on a first date. How could you have never been? No, on a like first a date? like a really good first date. I've been on a lot of first dates, obviously. <laughs> okay, okay. First oh, I see what you're saying. Like a formal date. Like a formal movie date. A movie date? I wouldn't do a movie date for my first date because I want to know, like, I want to get to know the person. So, no, I mean like a date like they show in the movies, not not a uh, date to a movie, you know, like a, a, a very cinematic kind of date where you go out to dinner idea. kind of thing. I and... want a picnic, a picnic in a park oh, that's sweet. with that's some sweet. wine. What are you eating? Good company. Are you having a nice like, like a cheese plate? Yeah, a charcuterie board. Oh, charcuterie. Oh, you're mm-hmm. speaking my language. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good word. Bring Pure a football. Greens. Throw some football after. Then it starts you raining. Know, you, you make him put on the JJ jersey. <laughs> then it starts raining and we're getting along so well that we just start <laughs> in the rain. And then one First thing you leads run out to of the another. rain under <laughs> a covered area and you're like, <laughs> Like and then we bang one out. <laughs> yeah, let's see. That's where you cross the line, right? It's like all sweet. The music comes up. Some of the camera, the audience is so happy, and then boom, clothes are off. You're banging. It's not. It's not. Yeah, bad. that was like some Dawson's <laughs> Creek shit until it went. Uh, you know, went full throttle there at the end. <laughs> went full boogie nights. That's yeah. my idea of a perfect date, though. Perfect first it's date. True, because I put out on the first date. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's true. You are Dirk Diggler. <laughs> that's like I love that movie so much, and that's what it sounds like to me. Like everything's this beautiful romantic getaway. And then right when things really start kicking, it's like change of music. That music changes. Sexy disco funk. <laughs> that's hilarious. First date, yes. picnic, charcuterie. Gotta have rain. I guess you'll have to use a sprinkler considering you live in the desert. Yeah, that's uh, okay, though. And, and and plus, if you wait for monsoons, no, there's very little chance this is going to go nicely. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think it's raining in April. We might get stuck in at my house in the island of Corona. <laughs> hey, man, we once had a hailstorm in the middle of July in Tucson, yeah. Arizona. Anything can happen. Yeah. But climate change isn't real. Not good picnic weather. Yeah. So dating shows, you picked which you had to pick which show. Which show would you pick if you had to go back in time to be on one? I wouldn't go back in time. There's actually a current one that I would be on. There's a current one you that's the top one you would pick. Yes. So Okay, which one is it? My favorite dating show is a British dating show called First Dates. Um wow. But cultural. But Netflix has their own version called Sexy Beasts. <laughs> that's the one i want to go on because it mixes first it mixes the first dates dating show with kind of like uh do you really like this person or are oh, you man, just the, with this person for their looks kind of vibe the furries must love this shit my god it's actually that's really awesome. cool it's actually really cool i have never seen it i'm gonna have to check it out yeah it i sounds posted, great. i posted a while i love back, the name uh, uh the Fuck, preview for it. On Netflix now. Yeah, on the Discord. So that's my, that's the one I would go on. And the animal I would wow, be would be a koala. Beast. A koala? Yeah. That's adorable. 
Oh, well, that's small, and you want to... Oh, so, koala looking for a tree. Because I want to climb a tree. <laughs> oh, that's that's what I got. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. I've nice. been thinking about this for a hot minute. You're looking for Groot. Good brains. Becky's, Becky, Becky's on the hunt for Groot. <laughs> so, Brando, are you... Are You You had mentioned Singled Out in the Discord. Would Singled Out be your show? Singled Out would be my show. It was the only one I remember ever watching. And, I mean, you get to, you know, you, know, you get to drool over Jenny McCarthy before she went batshit insane. Yeah. Do you know they remade their uh they have remade that with Kiki Palmer really? as the host? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Out um, of the if loop. they're not using the exact same set, I don't give a shit. It kind of looks similar, but like a more out. more Such modern version. No, I I already have one guilty pleasure MTV show. I can't have another. Which one what is, is it? it? Jersey Shore. Oh, mm. terrible. It's just so amusing watching such trash people. I'd rather watch Judge Judy. Except, except that dude <laughs> that pops Snooky in the face. That's fucked up. Yeah. She, fucked wait, up. Judy retired, right? Yeah. Judge Judy, yeah, she, she's done. She. Nobody can I, judge me know, except for Judy. <laughs> I'm that's sure a that's t-shirt. a shirt. That's a t-shirt. I'm positive that's a shirt. That's some Judy merch. Yep. It's probably out there. It is. I own one. I've. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Says like only that. Judy can judge me, and then everyone always asks me who Judy is, and I say, "If you don't know, then you don't know." Hmm. I don't know who could possibly. Yeah, I think that would be a weird thing if somebody was like, "Who?" I'm like Judge Judy, man. You know, Judge... <laughs> I'd be a little weirded out. That would bother me. Yeah, I, I think I would go back and I don't know. I, for some reason, I always and maybe it was a time in my life when I was watching television before you know after school but before your parents got home mm-hmm. and uh hashtag latchkey kids latchkey kids right and so like chuck willery was on the screen yeah and i think what now what was that was that love connection what that was love connection right so and he just seemed like such a fucking dope ass dude man i don't know he got controversial later on of course oh, yeah. but i always liked how he would get some of the like he would figure shit out between the two people yeah that was uh i always thought he was he was a great host yes he was i don't know shit about his personal life but i i thought that that would be a fun show to go on plus they actually went on a date and you'd actually see clips of those dates and they would go through those moments he'd be like what were you thinking right there yeah you know and you'd, you'd get these like totally separate reactions between the two of them that's but there was never the um you know, a lot of the dating shows now, they get you to a place where they're wanting to hype up the conflict or the controversy. And I don't get as much joy out of that. Brooke loves that shit. She Listen, I love that shit I, usually, too. But I feel like lately it's gotten really bad between trying to, like, cancel each other and then the whole, like, I just want to be Instagram famous. That it, uh, just bullshit. This is why Brando's <laughs> going back into hermit mode this winter. It's <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be reclusive. I just remembered another really weird MTV dating show. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I forget what it was called, but I think that I don't know. Some guy had to go look through like the bedrooms of three Room different Raiders. girls. Room yeah, there you go. Oh you know, yeah. You know when you, when you think love... about it now, that was really creepy and invasive. It's creepy, but awkward. it was good. Mm-hmm. Somebody's room mm-hmm. can tell a lot about them. Even though I'm sure it was about as fake and stages as Pimp My Ride was. Well, yeah, and Cribs. Do you think? Except, except Red Man, he kept it real. 
<laughs> do you think uh do you think that uh cheaters was connected to directly to a dating show <laughs> like they were just because i think that would be smart right if you had cheaters. the right kind of dating show and then you connect all the contestants with didn't, cheaters for didn't future episodes host get stabbed during an episode yes. of cheaters yeah whether it was real or not i don't remember or that was cool. know, but uh whoa you got, you got shanked yeah wow i remember i look i i i guilty pleasure would watch that's you know, I'm no better. I watched that show. Oh, the, and it was just that. rough, man. He put the camera right in that woman's face and be like, that's your husband going into a motel room with that other woman. How are you <laughs> dealing with this right oh, now? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wait, hang on. Million dollar idea. Bring it back. Let Kevin Hart host it. Let angry Kevin Hart yes. host it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, dude, you know what? It would be great because you know Kevin Hart would be rolling deep with some security. You can like call, it, heart, you can call it heartbreakers. Oh my god. Like oh my yes. god. The, yes. the, <laughs> recorded here October 6th. We're putting that shit out on Instagram and we're Trademark. totally tagging Kevin October Hart. 6th. How high are you? August 6th. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should it's October already? <laughs> It's one of those months, but I got the day right. Damn you it. just freaked me the fuck out, man. Time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> you I just gave me a straight up panic attack. I was like, I have so much to do in October. Am I oh pregnant? My God. <laughs> I was I was too funny. I was, I couldn't get over heartbreakers. Oh. Call it heartbreakers is great. We have got to get him this. God, that's wonderful. <laughs> Same show as Cheaters. Call it Heartbreakers. Oh my god! So Super angry, yelly Kevin Hart. That's yeah. an that's an epic idea. It's so funny. Let's put him in full happened. Chihuahua mode and let him go. <laughs> that's absolutely hilarious. What a like all this from dating shows. Pretty fucking good. Oh, you know what? Now's as good a time to take a break as any. Let's go ahead and kick one off, and we'll be right back. You know what they all say. Fantasy football is like a box of chocolates. And I know you. You love fantasy football. And you love chocolates. Well, 25 Yards Later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis, earworm music, and plenty of laughs. Each week, we dive deep into four games, putting every fantasy-relevant and occasionally fantasy-irrelevant player under a microscope. Block out all the haters with 25 Yards Later, available wherever you get your podcasts, but maybe not where you get your chocolates. And welcome back from that station break. It is hashtag Fat Kid Friday, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about my most recent trip to Popeye's. Yay, I Delicious. love Popeye's. Love that chicken Except I'm really mad. I'm really mad at Popeye's right now. You shouldn't <sighs> be, because I had their new chicken nuggets. And Chick-fil-A can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I'm mad that Popeye's got rid of their onion rings. They broke my heart. But they have chicken yeah, nuggets. They got, time. they got the chicken nuggets now, man. I'd rather and have, they have like, onion rings. They have like the sweet heat Polynesian Asian sauce that Chick-fil-A does. So it's, it's just game over. It kind of seems like game they're open over. on Sunday. And it's not the Lord's and chicken. It is, not the, it is not that godly chicken. I want that heretic heathen chicken. You know, nice and spicy. Here's the thing. <laughs> I I I have uh, obviously Chick Fil A is huge everywhere, and their sandwiches are fine. But the lines, and I and I live in the South. I think everybody knows I live in New Orleans. A line of soccer mom mobiles. Yeah, 
It is unbelievable the amount of people lined up to get those chicken sandwiches. And I don't know of many places where it's like that. Now, I have seen that kind of line built up around Popeye's, not as often. But for some reason, I can understand Popeye's. I can understand waiting to get 12 pieces of that delicious spicy recipe chicken. They are not a sponsor, but I hope to God they are someday. Uh, I'm just saying it. I can get that a little better. And it's a weird comparison, right? I I can solve this for you. I just I just had an epiphany. Okay. Welcome to Brandon's High Thoughts. So I like that. The reason, so <laughs> it's like white people love Chick fil A because it's not that great. It's kind of bland. <laughs> Everyone else, the smart people, we go to Popeyes for that spice. The real Americans. The real Americans. No, just the non dipshit Americans, man. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but, you know, so the only places that I've ever seen lined up like that um, for me, motherfucking it- Dutch brothers can go to hell. Well, In and Out, but if I'm comparing In and Out Burger to Chick Fil A, oh, I'm gonna man, go to Culver's instead. Bye bye, see you later. I look, that's fine. I know people don't like In and Out. I partic- I, I'm you just saying, I dig it. I like the. I can get why people are lined up at In and Out more than I can Chick Fil A. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. That's all I'm trying to get at, right? Like, if you're gonna lie, if you had a choice on which line you were gonna wait in, and there's a Chick Fil A. And there's an In-N-Out Burger. I think In-N-Out Burger is your better choice. Yes. Uh, I just keep on driving. I drive down to Culver's. Yep. Big cheese curd fan. You like them? You know, that makes sense to me because that is that like from your childhood? That's from your home? Like you grew up with them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That makes sense to me now. Yeah. We had a a restaurant called Beefaroo that had the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's my childhood. Wow. That is the most Midwestern restaurant name I've ever heard. <laughs> Just call it to, beef. They would, they <laughs> had one right next to our high school. So we would go right after high school, right before practice. And you would get, you oh, would get beef. Was it a cowgaroo? Was it like a cow kangaroo hybrid? No, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> oh, damn. It was like a okay, roast beef sandwich. And then they had these really amazing milkshakes. Okay. uh, So good. Did the local advertising have really cheesy jingles? Yes. And they were amazing. Excellent. And every beefaroo (sighs) had a different theme. They had a different (gasps) theme on the inside. So one was a firehouse. One was a cabin. There was a 50s diner version, which was like the coolest. Okay, now you're making me want to go and eat at a beefaroo. They don't look like that anymore. I just went back for my best friend's wedding not too long ago, and they all look the same. It made me so sad. But yeah, they used to have different themes. It was so awesome. Well, beefaroo is just the best name ever. (laughs) That's pretty much the funniest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) It's not better than it's not better than the come and go. True. Uh, I mean, that's a little uh, it's not absurd, right? It's 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 funny as shit. But beefaroo is just syllables I didn't really expect to be put together. Like it didn't really it just caught me by surprise. I, I you know what? I, I don't have that happen. It's like a often, pork but... alternative or something to beefaroni. <laughs> it was damn good. You Brando. know what? It, you would love it. Reminds it reminds me. I totally believe it. I would give up like a delicious. hot roast beef sandwich right now. I'm so good. So good. 
order me some ghetto pizza when this is all done. Oh, I was for sure that you had already gotten through the ghetto pizza, but you're getting lifted first, huh? Going into another orbit before you get an appetite. I had a rough week at work. I wanted to uh, be fully present for this. Oh, man. Not Thank you. Coma. We appreciate you. Okay. Well, you had since you mentioned work, I got a question for you to expand on since we're talking about your very healthy diet. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, no so you were, you were, t- <laughs> you were saying... You sent me a text earlier today that literally said, I'm taking a shit at the office and I feel like a heathen. (laughs) (laughs) This is (laughs) thank you for sharing. But this is sharing is caring. Well, and okay, so let's go from the ground up. First off, you're spoiled because you have a bidet. Or do you have a bidet seat? A bidet seat. Okay, I, uh, did you get a question first off, and you know what it is. Did you get it because of YMH? It was a gift. It, really? Who yeah. gave you a bidet? Thanks, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can, I ask you, can I ask a follow-up question to that? Hey. <laughs> That's a very did you like gift. to toss your salad? No. Oh. Maybe maybe there's a reason why. <laughs> no, it was it was right after the it was right after the pandy kicked off and toilet paper was becoming a thing. Mm. So she snagged one for her, and then got me one as a as a little. Oh, gift. you have a good reason. Mm. Yeah, boring. I oh, I am boring. never going back. There is something so wonderfully refreshing about a cool stream of water hitting your ass early in the morning after that first use. Hmm. I said it. I stand by it. You know, I can't also, look. Hey, I'm not. I'm, I'm not in, in my car. In my car. I have heated seats for the what we call winter here. The yeah. secret to a happy life is a comfortable and clean asshole. That is my that's moment a of church. That's a that's a seriously a merch. That's part that's got to be super idea for a shirt. The secret to life is a clean asshole. I keep hitting my mic. I'm sorry. Clean happy asshole. Clean happy little clean happy asshole. You know I'm not. I don't. I completely agree with you. I do. I don't have one. I I've used them, but my uh, it was like you don't have my, an asshole. <laughs> I don't have an asshole. I've used an asshole, but I don't have one myself. And then the second thought was like, oh, Charlie, you don't have a clean asshole. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. It shows a lot about how you see my character. Like your your categorized list of things I could be talking about was doesn't have an asshole. Now nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> And then has a dirty asshole, more believable, but somehow I don't think he'd be talking about that. And then, oh, bidet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, I think you're definitely going to have some sort of dirty asshole image of me out there somewhere. I'll put like a brown star it's over going my on the, face. It's right. going on the Instagram. View our story. <laughs> no, I, I I've used the old fashioned ones though because my my uh when I was a kid my mom was a uh, comptroller manager of big hotels and whenever she would do like a manager on duty weekend and she was duty. a single parent <laughs> duty we're talking about duty I would get to stay in these suites in these penthouses and um they would always have the two like it was set up where there was a toilet and then there was a basin like a toilet but it had the, the first time you saw one you out. thought it was a water fountain and used it didn't you didn't you just like in that movie no, basketball I, admit it admit it it freaked me out i didn't know what the hell it was i of course played around too much with it but i didn't know what the hell it was you know i mean i just didn't know what it was and then 
as I got older, somebody, I want to say like, uh, I think it was one of the, the maids that clean up was like, I asked what it was and they told me humble brag. So I try, well, no, man, it's a hotel. Oh yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So I tried it out, try it out. So I tried it out, you know, and look, 100% probably the reason that I am a post shower wiper and everyone should be Yeah. for this same reason. You 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 get out of the shower after cleaning everything. You should give that thing a courtesy wipe. I think Brando's onto something. The key to a happy life is a clean asshole. But and when you and when you do have to go for that wipe to make sure everything's nice and dry, it's nice when it's not typical office sandpaper toilet TP. I can't. I yeah. can't poop in public. Can't do it. Well, so that's what he was saying. Sometimes he, you have no choice. No, so, yeah, literally, I will go. Break. I will poop my pants. Before I poop on a public toilet. Wow. I stand by that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fond. I don't. If I don't have to, I won't. I'll. I'll fight every. I'll sometimes fight it every day. No choice. I agree with you. Sometimes. Near the end. Near, every now and then. Near the end of the day, when I felt that urge, I held it till I got home. One like, time. Oh, once in a decade, man. That's yeah, like one once time. In a I was at Target and I had to go really bad, so I put my cart in an aisle and then I ran home and went, and I came back and my cart was still there. <laughs> Sounds like Target. Yeah, everything worked out very well. Excellent. No, I'm in the same way. I'm uncomfortable with it too. I, I just think it's, yeah, I don't know what that's about. Maybe I'm a ninny. I mean, I also kind of like the idea of getting paid to take a shit as well. <laughs> Cal, you're, you're in there for a specific amount of time. He's like, okay, 20 minutes. Yep. I just My supervisor knows I have a standing 15 minute meeting at about 10.05 a.m. every day. Yes. That's pretty funny. Your double half calf latte? Yes. Something like that. Um, so speaking of assholes, I want to turn to sports for a second. Uh, I want Sorry, to talk Mitch. about. Yeah, I know. Right. But just a, more. I mean, not to get too deep into it. I just want to say that we have made jokes before about the Minnesota quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and we're going to make some more. Um, you mean that sentient tub of mayonnaise, Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yeah. I mean, could could a man not Sorry, look the part more? Don't fuck up too bad this year, please, baby. He's probably going to hope his collarbone look. gets broken. How Yow. dare you? <laughs> You're so he's clutching his pearls. What? Yeah, I never. <laughs> no, I, I just bless uh, your heart, sweetheart. I hope his collarbone oh, gets broken. Shit, those, are fighting, those are fighting Hard. words. Those are fighting words. Nice yeah. Kill. So Kirk Cousins. Uh, got dropped by the hospital that he was associated with because he has chosen not to get vaccinated. And, you know, I get it. People have a difference of their, what they think is an opinion, but you know, here's, here's straight up all bullshit and prognostication aside. I really need and want a regular good football season. I want to watch the games without having to hear fake fans I don't want to have the other team hearing all the calls on the field because there's no. I want to pay like, extra money per game to have Snoop Dogg do the commentary. Yeah. Oh, I would totally have. Would yeah, that we got to talk about that actually here in a second. But my point message out, and then we'll drop that about about uh, vaccinations and sports. But just don't don't be a, a a mullet Beasley or a or just a ridiculous cousins. I mean. You know, do what you got to do, but don't fuck up our game. We hope everything goes well this season. Good luck. Cousins, come on, pull your head out, man. 
All right, that's enough of our asshole segment. What were we going on with about? Oh yeah, back to Kevin Hart. So is this is why you had Kevin Hart on the brain about heartbreakers. No, no, it just makes sense. Well, that makes he's total an, he's sense. He's an angry, yappy little chihuahua in every movie he's in. It's perfect. I take exception with the word little. Little but not small. Dude, he little. He is <laughs> He small. do. He yoked, but he little. <laughs> he is really, he's fit, man. So him and Snoop Dogg have been doing, commentating on the Olympics. And I don't know if you have had time, anyone listening, if you had time to check it out, you should YouTube that shit right away. So funny. It's it is. Worth it. It's worth it. And to hear them, the one, look, my wife is always on the spot with this stuff. She sends me all of these clips before I'm even a, I have a chance to find them. And hearing Snoop Dogg comment about how the equestrian competition was just getting kicked off with a horse doing a crip walk was some of the funniest shit I have seen and heard in a long, long time. That's the kind of shit that makes America the greatest nation on the planet right there. Yes. <laughs> I loved that Yeah, clip. I do too. It was loved so it. damn funny. And they are great chemistry together. The two of them. Mm-hmm. And you and you know the Snoops. Snoops like my buddy over here. He's about forty gummies in and still going. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Dave's not here, man. I think the funniest part though is if you like zoom out and look at the desk, you can like see like Snoop Dogg's ready to crip walk himself, and then you can't even see Kevin Hart's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's got the chair raised up so yeah. he can be at the same head height. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know what? That's It's a painful it's a truth. I've been in that position. 100% been in that position. There's just no way to avoid it. The Joe Rogan position? You got to embrace it. Yeah, but Rogan's like 5'8", right? Or 5'7"? Five, 5'6". Five, really? Pretty I sure, yeah. He, he's a big dude. Well, that five, HGH six. gut of his makes him look a little bigger. But, yeah, you know. he he does look like a bit uh like a primate, <laughs> like remember that that chest and that gut. Factor. Remember, oh, remember when he was on news radio showing my age? That was a great show. It's an amazing show. I loved news radio. Fuck oh. you, fuck you, Brie Hartman. <laughs> oh wow, man, what a throwback! Oh, Brie Hartman's really first awesome. celebrity death I ever cried about. I, that one was sad. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, if you want to check out, we're talking about Phil Hartman, who was a huge star in big in comedy, very funny, and starred in the show News Radio with a very young Joe Rogan before he took off and became monster famous for UFC and that young Moritz podcast. <laughs> what a great show! Pretty damn. Do you guys think if Phil Hartman would have still been alive that Alec Baldwin's career would have been as big as it would have been? Yes. Wow. That's a good question. Because I, I feel don't know like if it Phil would Hartman would have taken a lot of his roles. I can't see Phil Hartman as Jack Donaghy. I don't know. That would be hard. I I, I don't know. I, yeah, Donaghy was... I, he, um, la he lacks the voice. Hmm. Yeah, Jack Donaghy was a character played by Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock, which was produced by Tina Fey. Well, Alec and Tina 
were both producers on that show. Mm-hmm. I love that show. It is one of my favorite shows. I go back to that show. I don't watch too many sitcoms, but that one is perfect. I I, I can watch it anytime. And he was like t- the funniest shit for me about that character it, beyond. I, I wasn't prepared for it to like in the setting of a television show. It was hilarious and ridiculous. And some of the shit that he said, we just couldn't even believe, especially in that first few seasons. But then what made you think I was gay? Your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she goes, what are you going to do? Guess my weight. And he goes, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> I mean, Donaghy, I think Donaghy was the it it sort of presented itself like Trump came along and modeled his whole half of his first campaign promises behind jokes from that show. And between Donaghy doing that, whether it was the wall, whether it was anything he would say carelessly, like he was supposed to be this over the top, absurd character that was uh, representing that big business uh, conservative mindset. And it was so damn funny. You know, I think a few episodes back, many episodes back, didn't we go through his, uh, he was looking for a person with the right amount of dick, Mm -hmm. dedication, integrity. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing is such a funny joke. And, but then, you know, later on you, I, I just really, it wasn't funny in real life. Right. Because that was, I mean, don't you think Trump was a, a Donaghy-like character, but Dude, a real-life rendition of the it? The Halliburton jeans is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a television show. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, what is, Brooklyn oh, Without Limits. Brooklyn Without Limits, which is an Urban Outfitters mockery, which is hilarious. And then it was, uh, oh, yeah, Handmade in USA. No, <laughs> and no, he goes, Handmade in, in USA. USA. <laughs> You know how they get the stitching so small? Orphans. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Halliburton owns them. That was hilarious. Pulling everything back to Halliburton. It, look, check out the show if you hadn't seen it. 30 Rock's fantastic. But yeah, it, I don't know if uh I don't know if Hartman could have I don't know if that would have been one of his things. I I I don't know what he would have done, but I know it would have been amazing. Continued to uh, yeah, he would have established an amazing career and it would have been so damn funny mm-hmm. like i can't get my head uh, i'll never forget watching the three amigos it's little scenes like that that i think resonate throughout years and years of life like i i don't remember the last time i've seen the three amigos which was steve martin chevy chase and martin short martin short and you know they they're surrounded by a cast of uh, in, incredible characters and this really small bit played by phil hartman is just as a studio exec assistant and at one point the the executive is pissed and he's throwing out the guys and he and the only thing phil hartman does is he goes take their clothes and he picks up this old-timey photo he goes take the amigos clothes <laughs> and just <laughs> hey and the it, it was the those little scenes actors like him even uh you know what it reminds me of now that i'm thinking about it it reminds me of grapthar's hammer alan rickman yes i mean alan rickman is another um you know one of those guys i cannot believe is gone an actor i truly love and well, hello uh, mr cowboy yeah, <laughs> yeah classic diehard but again galaxy quest 
another great movie. Doesn't matter. I can't remember half the scenes in it. I'll never forget Alan Rickman leaning into that mic and go by Grapthar's hammer. What a savings <laughs> to open up a store because they were just the shame deadbeat feet. The shame was palpable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Failed old school actor. It's just so funny to me when those kinds of things happen. Those movies are fantastic. Shakespearean actor stuck in a sci-fi show. Yeah, that was definitely making taking shots of Patrick Stewart. Well, just I think it was was Captain Kirk. It was William Shatner taking shots, not taking shots, paying homage. Yeah, but I think it was more about that that era between those Star Trek shows where Shatner was like post tj hooker no 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 no. tim <laughs> allen did a great captain kirk impression but just think of the character behind dr lazarus oh it's yeah patrick, you're right it's patrick stewart mm-hmm. and even patrick stewart says out of all the star trek movies galaxy quest is the best patrick stewart's I a gem that's stewart. some funny ass shit He's a, he is a gem that's fantastic Now, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take another station break here. We'll be uh, back in two and two, as they would say on the dating shows. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. The Ruminations Radio Network is a collaboration between many different podcasts focused on their own subjective matters uh, and topics like movies, movie reviews, uh, heavy metal music, writing technique and exploration and screenplay writing. We have a lot of different topics and subject matters, and we think you should check us out. We think we've got a lot of good content that you'll enjoy. You can check out Retro Futurist Culture Podcast with your host, Hoptimus. I've talked about his show quite often because I'm a fan of his show. You can check out uh, Cinephile Hissy Fit, which is a Rotten Tomato certified critique of any movie that out, that's out there now or in the past. They just did an episode on the original Blade Runner. They did an episode on the most recent Blade Runner and they cover movies that you'd be surprised. And I love when they revisit movies that aren't just released and coming out. And it's great opinion, great discussion, and worth worth every minute, really. You should check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. And if you like what you're listening to on Brevity Box, please like and subscribe. Uh, we definitely want you to come back and hear more. Now, back to the show. Okay. I stumbled my way through that a uh, few sentences, but I hopefully it'll be edited nicely. But I'm really happy and proud to be part of the Ruminations Radio Network. I think you guys are too. Yes. We get to have fun, do the show. I believe you when you say it, Mark. You didn't fall up the stairs whenever you said things like that. Yeah, I do fall up the stairs sometimes. I get hyper and then I start stumbling because I want to be all cool and I fuck up my words. And maybe I'm a little bit nervous because I'm about to talk about some real personal shit, but I think it's funny. Oh, shit. And, Here we go. <laughs> and I think I believe that if you have been in a long term relationship or a long term marriage, that you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Between my wife and I, we've been together for over 20 years. We've been married for over six years or about six years now. And we know each other really well. And so I think uh, for I'm not abnormal. A lot of guys like that. Um, a lot of a lot of foreplay style sex before you get to the show. Some, you know, what are you what, what are the some different? Let's talk about this real quick. What's a really cute nickname that you guys have had for fellatio? Like you don't just go blowjob. What do you call it? The family. The family. That's a, yeah. that's weird. 
What the fuck? <laughs> You're gonna give somebody a vigorous the family? Yeah, the J family. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, I get it. And I also, Brando, call it, do you have a? I also call it pop rock time. See, that's cool. Pop rock time. Pop okay, rocks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna what, see. I'm gonna use pop rock time, and I like that idea. I'm going to the candy store. Brando, do you have a cute pet name back from any time you were in there? Not really. I just do it. Blowy is also a good <laughs> just... one. So, okay, I've heard Blowy. I prefer Blow Jibber myself. Okay, so I've used work. Jibber. Jibber is one that I think is really common, right? But that's always like a, a trade, a poker chip. Like your your equity in the relationship can, you know, you, you leverage switches oh back and God, forth. I think it, I figured out where this is going. It's sort of relationships wrong. I'm just telling you, there there I is a there is a freely. Well, well, so you're, you're developing, you're creating value <laughs> in a long-term relationship. That is a very big poker chip. I'm just telling you because like sometimes so you get busy. I just do it all the time. Oh, okay. Stop bragging. Stop bragging. <laughs> okay. You're such a catch. I'm just telling you though, it gets to a point where you're going to be like, will you make me dinner, rub my feet, give me a Gross. back massage change the sheets, whatever. You got a list of stuff that keeps piling up, piling up, piling up. You're doing it. And then at some point, I'll end up being like, well, what do I get? And always the first thing, because you know, you say you like it all, that's fine. But you know, that's usually what guys are going to be like. Like, really? You know what I mean? Like, bing, like gets attention. So here's my wife. And she'll say, all right, she'll throw that out as the bar, the opening offer. The 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 pop rock time. Christ, you have to contract right? negotiate sex when you're married. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I'm, it just happened. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was so. like, I'm sitting Listen, here. I'm like, you're not making long long term. You're saying have to. You're saying have to. All. This isn't this isn't what I'm getting at. It becomes no. It's a playful thing, but what ends up happening over a long enough arc of a relationship is that I feel like I have bought. I feel like my attitude every time it gets offered to me is like somebody is giving me a lottery ticket and I get excited because I'm like, I'm going to win a million dollars. Right. But it's a scratch off. So you get excited and you scratch it off. You didn't win a million dollars. You didn't win shit. You just had a scratch off. I have a million scratch offs and out of that million scratch offs and it's nobody's fault. I'm just saying that's the way it ends up is that it ends up where you're like, Doing those scratch off, and when you win, and everything, all the things kind of align where it happens. Even if that's a lot of people go out there and buy the same scratch offs every week, and they keep winning back their money. Right? I'm winning back my money, but I'm never winning that million dollars. So that's all I was trying to get at when I put out there that that it, the sex bartering was like scratch offs. It's always in particular to that one thing. You know, you always are going to have that leverage. And look high praise to those individuals and couples out there who are banging them out every day. Good for you. That's awesome. That shit doesn't happen to everybody because of just normal reasons. I'm tired with the good once every hurts. 72 hours. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all I'm getting at. And look, sometimes that you, you doesn't got, you, include. You gotta, you gotta regain the mojo. So you can bring your a game again. It's a big, well, and it's not every big show. Not it's a big a production. Right? Like Becky, every time's not the a game. Sometimes it's just, it it takes different manifestations. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes like some it's game a though, quickie man. or sometimes it's like uh, out at the picnic when it's raining and you guys get freaky in public mm -hmm. or sometimes it's 
it's uh, in the in the car on the way somewhere or whatever. That's it's hot. it's a spontaneous thing, or sometimes it's a planned out. Uh, if you want to go Tuesday corny, night, you know, we're having missionary. <laughs> right, right. Well, be sure petals. to stop at Starbucks and get the new sample CD first. <laughs> or you can go fly to the Concords. You're wearing that old team building exercise shirt you got from that job you don't have anymore, and you're looking great. You don't know what you're doing to me. Like it's the same idea, right? It's going to happen in all these different ways. That doesn't mean you're ever you're never going to collect on all the things you're promised. And I I find it funny. I keep myself laughing about it, and that's how I throw it back and forth. I mean, we joke about it all the time. And maybe this story got a little bit off the track of where I wanted it to go. I was really yeah, just you're pointing out a lot of words, but all I all I'm comprehending is stay single, get a vasectomy. Well, that's because you need to take your head out of your ass. That's not what I said. Okay. <laughs> no, I said I was. Uh... I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> no, man, I wasn't saying that at all. I I get I get a lot of comedy out of it. Because men, I think men keep lists. I think the male is usually the one going, well, uh, this is how many of this. You know, you're keeping like a tally list of things where that guy's, I'm that guy. Trying to cash in your achievement points. You're trying to cash in your your Chivos, man. You got some relationship Chivos you're trying to cash in. that Red Rum loves his Chivos so much? (laughs) I have no idea, but I'm totally using the word Chivos. We got a couple Chivo whores in in the network. Well, and look, I'm I'm guilty in in my in my marriage. I'm a total chivo whore because I'm, I mean I I've totally spoiled the shit out of that woman, right? So I do it to myself. It's not even normal. It's not like a fifty fifty thing. I I'll do so many things and then I'll jokingly leverage these uh, scratch off tickets, knowing I'm not going to win. And I think that's like anybody that's buying them. They know they're not going to win. They just like playing. That's all I'm saying. I like playing the game. I'm never collecting on all of what I'm owed. So whenever we get into a, what I'm, what I'm owed, see, there's the man talk owed what I what I've been promised or told or sold. I basically think of it as I'm the gullible used car salesman target, right? And she's the used car salesman, and I'm the one born every minute. Like it doesn't matter how often she says it. I'm always going to go, okay, well maybe there is a chance. I'll definitely do it. And then like three weeks so later, I'll be like, that never happened. Chance. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You tell me there's a chance. I hope that came out the way I intended it. <laughs> but you guys make me feel like I totally delivered that message wrong. Well, we're not, if not, we're Mitch not can married, make it sound worse. So we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, you know. And neither uh, one of us has been in a super long-term relationship as an adult. Yeah, I was trying to throw shade word. at both of you. You should feel terrible. I don't feel four, terrible. Four years <laughs> four, four years is nothing. No, it's not nothing. No, you were you are definitely. But I wasn't trying to get too personal. I was really just throwing a joke. It's one of those things we laugh about. And you should hear me like uh I'll I'll get all I'll get all bitchy and upset about it and I'll start walking around and like I'll bring her some food and go, You need to pay your damn bills. And she's like, Shut <laughs> up. I was like, You need to pay your bills. I'm gonna get the repo man. Like <laughs> I can just start bleeding into the whole character of it. So it becomes a lot of laughs in the end, but one thousand percent it's like we're tracking the market value of gibbers. Like today, market values are up. And I'm trying to push for more. What is so the always, uh, what is the Bitcoin to gibber exchange ratio right now? Do you know? I, I need to work on that market. It hasn't really opened up yet. Okay. Uh, but this house is really say, easy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pop rocks. (laughs) Yeah. Pop Pop rocks and tickets to a football game. That is something I haven't heard about since high school. Wow. Do they even make pop rocks? Yes, they do. do. And you can get them at Party City. You can get them at the gas station. You can get them on Amazon. Pop rocks to sponsor us. Speaking of candy from our childhood, you know what's really fun? Watching uh, a YouTube video of some moron eating a hundred of those atomic warheads. Those are. I miss those. I should try that. His tongue started swelling, and his tongue started swelling and bleeding. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Really? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. A hundred of them? That's nuts. Yeah, a hundred. I thought you were going to talk about that video where the somebody put a bunch of Mentos and cola in their butthole we should have covered that one back in our <laughs> asshole segment <laughs> it was high school science class in my volcano all over again yeah that teacher's in jail now for obvious reasons i think <laughs> was it wasn't it would be one so funny hope. if it was a teacher <laughs> oh my goodness oh man well i hope everybody enjoyed the show if you check us out on instagram you'll be seeing a new logo coming your way soon that we're really proud of Glad you guys liked it. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. It looks dope as hell. It's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. And plus, Becky, your spin on things is going to make it even better. We're totally going to sell Brando out for the apple whore that he is. (laughs) It's going to be good. You guys should think I should end this in this uh, this episode on a on a shame story about when I got busted in a girl's house when I was like. 15 another one a totally separate oh, I was story like you already told that one on the, i know it sounds like i told that one but... actually i mentioned this one in that last one. Oh, did you i did okay so i'm gonna just gonna go ahead and tell it and then i'll end the show um so we're gonna go back to a little reminder i talked about how i was a real piece of shit and slept with this girl's best friend or was messing around with her and got almost got caught by this girl's dad trying to bust into his own house and then i full sprint ran into a barbed wire fence so great story really shameful i deserved everything new story (laughs) this time about the girl that yeah picture it the girl that is the one i'm actually dating and who i totally did the wrong thing for with her best friend yes i was a piece of shit yes i regret it anyway so at the time, I was a total man whore, boy whore, whatever you want to call it. I was 15. A child Too young, whore. by the way. No, don't whore. say don't say boy whore. That's yeah, like that sounds bad. If you child do, you got to say like, like if you do, you got to say like Lindsey Graham obviously would. <laughs> <laughs> Ladybugs. Yeah, no, I uh, too young, to, way too young. But anyways, this again, reminder, these were uh, a family from Iran and I was dating this girl and we were getting pretty serious and actually had a really like awesome moment. Like it ever had never happened to me before where a girl had snuck over to my house unannounced and like knocked on my window. So this was like one of those moments where I was totally in love with this girl for a long time before any of the crazy shit happened. And it came from that moment. She snuck over to my house middle of the night. And this is a good like a good girl, right? You wouldn't think she would be this kind of, like the kind of person that would sneak out in the middle of the night in general. So yeah, great. Awesome. Right out of 
whatever i mean becky you would know what show would it be uh, one tree hill what, and the song that's that's like, playing, and the song that's playing is she will be loved by maroon five okay <laughs> perfect perfect setting this is pretty much exactly how i would imagine it because it was kind of a, a windy stormy thing in the dallas fort worth area it wasn't totally stormy it was just kind of breezy and i remember pulling back the vertical blinds and i could see her hair like blowing in the wind i mean it, was, it couldn't have been set up better for like this oh my gosh my moment. heart just like skipped a <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to hear the cheesy thing the first date we had i had like one of those little uh spree scooters like a honda spree oh my god 50 and i couldn't and that's what i was riding around at 15 and i remember she came over and got on the back and we rode around the neighborhood and shit and she was we were just totally smitten oh, oh you other, fucking right? dorks so we had the sex and as you do it, man look all i gotta say is we were doing some major adult shit when we probably shouldn't have been doing any shit but we were doing some major adult shit and it was wild and I was totally hooked. And so for a while there, I would sneak over to her house in the middle of the night, like one, two in the morning. And we're, you know, sophomore, you know, you go deep when you're a sophomore in high school, you just get deep in those relationships. Can't so, confirm. I have a Can't different confirm. idea of going deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I've already insinuated we're trying to go deep in every way possible. Okay. So we're getting really into it and going too far. And um, and let me tell you about this woman's house. So the mom and the dad look like, you know, that American uh, iconic image of the guy with the pitchfork. American the, Gothic. Yes. American mm -hmm. Gothic. Sorry. Name slips me. Thank you, Mr. Culture. So. If you had an Iranian right, some respect on my name, Iranian version of the thruple. <laughs> <laughs> He's so refined. Got to get a southern accent on that. Yeah, uh, he that those two people would fit on an Iranian circa circa nineteen eighty eight, basically eighty nine nineteen ninety. That window, I mean, bushy mustache. Uh, he would have been a great extra in any like if it were true lies he would have totally fit in with the crimson jihad character i just i just have a picture in my head is this racist because i just have a picture in my head now of the iron sheet from the wwf listen that was really good that's that's actually pretty that's perfect that I, I mean the character is probably that's, pretty that's fucking again, racist but my age but at the same time that that look I that like size that. of man big bushy mustache that is her dad okay and i would go and sneak in through the bedroom window which was at the front of the house and there was a you know it's about four feet off the ground the ledge and bushes so i'd kind of worm in between the bushes in the house and then i would kind of she'd open the window and i'd jump in and we'd be really quiet and there were times that were like you know you thought you were going to get busted because her mom would come walking down the hall and turn on the lights and i'd be hiding in the fucking closet like it was a bunch of crazy shit and is we kept doing murder like an aphrodisiac for you. Is that just to get you off? I know. I was so deep into the hormone of it all, man. This was, I wasn't this was, again, worried. Again, about this it. was in Texas, right? This is in Texas, yeah. Yeah, you're lucky you survived. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. If dad beat the shit out of you, the courts would have given him a medal. So this yeah. is how this is how this works out. The first time that I almost got caught. The window was open 
and they were going to come into the room and we knew it. And I took a running start and dove through the window, landed through the bushes, scratched the shit out of my face and like fucking almost knocked the bush and just like derooted it because I hit it with everything. And, and I rolled down the front of the hill and just took off running. Right. And so she got in trouble for that, of course. And they like sealed the window shut. But that wasn't going to stop me. Right. So she would she would open the sliding door on the side of the house and I would have to climb the fence, go through the sliding door and we would quietly make our way to her room. Right. How did I remember you not being, get murdered. Oh, yeah, this is not good. I remembered this fish tank was in the like in this wall in the middle of the room and so we'd go by we'd go to a room mess around i would leave that way well one day her parents got wise because we just hope there was no way we weren't going to get caught we went the dozens of dozens of times it was going to happen so i'm we're sneaking out to get me out is this why brooke has the murder shows on when you're (laughs) having sex because <laughs> she enjoys it and the fear strengthens the T- owner. TMI, uh, Brando, TMI. I, I don't need the world knowing that Joe Kenda gets gets it going for me, okay? There's your wife has told voice. me worse. It's, it's he, very, he makes it's me feel very, safe. Your wife has told me worse. It's very upsetting. Bill Curtis really makes me feel safe. I don't know what to tell you. No, I mean, I was, we were walking out of the bedroom because I couldn't go through the window and the lights go on And her mom is there in a bathrobe and starts screaming for the dad. And the dad, by the way, just in in Farsi is Pada. So she's like, Pada, Pada. And I turn and look at the front door and like. Just start full sprint, like I'm going to go right for the front door. And this woman outran me. (laughs) She moved like. I mean, like the flash, man. Like, I mean, there was a blur and she hit that door and covered it like a keeper. And I mean, I couldn't fucking move. And I turn around and there is this six foot two iron chic looking bro in nothing but his tidy whities and a wife <laughs> beater tucked into those tidy whities and it was like a bunch of hair be a horrible, spewing be a out horrible from everywhere to cap off your life and i mean and just for size abilities i'm just under joe rogan <laughs> so looking up at this big dude i'm just like oh shit <laughs> and they start the three of them start going off in farsi and i don't know what the fuck's going on and i'm just looking for a way to get out and they're wise to that and their younger sister's up this shit's getting bad okay and they look me the guy looks me dead in the face and goes tell me your name and don't lie to me and i go okay i'll tell you everything and he goes okay what's your name i go my name is john sanders and he goes john sanders like oh yeah yeah john sanders and then I make I make up this bullshit song and dance about how I just needed somebody to talk to and things were really rough right now and all this other bullshit. And the thing that saved the day because they wanted to call my parents and I had told them, no, my parents leave me alone. I live, you know, I don't even know how to get a hold of a big sob story. And latchkey kid. <laughs> yeah. And so I happened, I happened to have. <laughs> uh, my and look uh privileged 
100 percent but at that time there were no fucking cell phones okay nobody no kid had a cell phone but you could have a your own line you could have a private line and i got a private line i had a job i paid for my private line but i had my own phone in my room with my own number on it and i remember telling that guy i was like you can call but nobody's home and he just didn't put it together that a kid could have his own phone and so i gave him the number and he called and let it ring and let it ring and let it ring and nothing and there's no answering machine and so at one point I was like, I, I, I go, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I got really like I faked the best traumatized, sad face. And their asses ended up letting me walk. They let me walk and told me to just go straight home. And she sold it. She 100 percent sold. It. I don't know what she said. I didn't. I barely learned a few words in Farsi. Like, I know how to say I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. And how are you doing? And shit like that. But nothing crazy. I could sing a song in Farsi because I really wanted to impress her. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I nearly lost my life and I, I totally bullshitted and the first, <laughs> just kidding. And I deserved it. <laughs> I totally deserved it. And, um, and that, 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 yeah. So that's, that's my shame story about how, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I, I could talk about it. Like I snuck into a bunch of places or got it, dude, I, I both times just trouble right in my face and. I mean, you, you want to talk about sometimes you can't control when you have to take a shit. I was ready to shit on their floor when I turned around to that <laughs> man. I still think you were just going to say, fuck face. it, run for it, and just dive through the through sliding the door. glass door. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, no. I didn't, I didn't get through any of that. They let me out the front door, but I was there in their house for like 90 minutes selling some <laughs> line of bullshit out of desperation because I, I didn't want like a, a video to come out about me sent to somebody about what I wasn't going to be let go or some shit, man, I have no idea what I was thinking. It was so stupid and so risky and so wrong, oh, but it's funny as shit. And one of my favorite stories, I just laugh at myself mostly how ridiculous I was. And next time I got a, a last story about this one same relationship is the time we got busted out in the middle of the night. And a couple of police pulled up on us. I'll tell that one on the next episode. You realize if you and Brooke have a kid, it's going to wind up being a daughter and it's going to just ruin you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I kind of... A lot of bad karma that'll be coming back yeah, your way. I terrifying. mean, probably. Sure I, enough, I, you will you know, be the Iron Sheik. I, I kind of feel like... Circle. But here's the thing. I'm the only one to train such a deviant mind. <laughs> I'm the only chance, you know, that that person has for any kind of normal life is to go. No, 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 no. You no, have to, you not have that to remember that I'm going to be the kid's godmother. So you have to yeah, every time he comes home with every time he or she comes home with they them comes home with pop rocks. I'm going to be like Becky. <laughs> I know what you do with pop rocks. <laughs> and on oh that bomb. Yeah, on that wild note, enjoy some Pop Rocks, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Remedy Box and listening to me tell my shame stories. It's been a lot of fun. We hope you've enjoyed the episode, and we hope you keep coming back for the show. If you like what you're hearing, please uh, rate and subscribe and tell your friends, and check us out on Instagram at Brevity Box Podcast um, on Instagram. And if you'd like to send us an email, we're at brevityboxpodcast at gmail.com. We are sponsored and brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. And a lovely man in the editing booth, 
Mr. Mitch. Thank you, Mitch, again, for listening to all our BS and making it sound beautiful. And we will be back and see you again next week. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Pressure, but don't fuck it up, okay? Thanks. <laughs> As RuPaul would say. Brevity Box is up. Oh, starting over. My bad. <laughs> you fucked me up, Brando. <laughs> I'm at your head now, bitch. <laughs> You're my head now.